previously on Diceweave. The four of you sit down and you enter this meditative trance. And then you land in a forest. Primarily what I saw of interest is a plume of smoke, one that appears to be domestic. You trip and fall on the ground. On the ground is a silver spyglass. I have just found something else that does not belong in this recursion. They're from another place that I have been. This wolf jumped at you and you brought your greatsword up and you cut it in half. (laughs) All of you come upon this well, but the whispers call to you. Whoa, what? What was I doing? And then as you walk down this path, it ends at a house. Welcome to the witch's house. Alrighty then, folks, back to Dice Weave. We have become episode 13. We have become episode 13, Destroyer of Worlds. (laughs) (laughs) Last you left off, you had escaped the wolf-infested woods and you were outside a house with a garden full of candy canes and sh- and jelly bean bushes and the the house was like it's made out of wood and f- food and it's like it's all growing with spun candy glass windows and i believe colin was thinking about picking a a bean from a bush whether or not he actually does that or not beans delicious beans no that's how you get a boom splat, okay? No. Uh, that is, in fact, how you start into the woods. And uh, if anybody else knows that musical, you know that that is a terrible idea. You're about to start a blood feud for generations with a witch. Okay, now when was Into the Woods written? Way before this podcast is set up. It was big in the 80s, my <laughs> okay. dude. It lost its best best musical to fucking Phantom. Okay. Then it is good lore. Fair context. <laughs> the questionable Disney movie hadn't come out yet, but like, yeah. Which one? It's questionable Disney Into the Woods movie. Oh, I see. There are parts of it that get the tone right, but almost none of it. That's my review. So, what are you gonna do with this uh, pretty cool house? <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody have a match? <laughs> what is this Dungeons and Dragons? No, we're not gonna burn the house down. Okay. Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. I think Nav is going to start off by saying the obvious, which is, this looks exactly like the cabin from Hansel and Gretel. I believe this might be a dangerous situation. I think you're absolutely right about that shit. But also, can we talk about the fact that this is now two, like, old folktale, fairy tale things in the same place? Uh, We have to consider maybe, are they working together or something? I thought they had to pick and choose. Or maybe this is just a general fairy tale recursion of some kind. Maybe based on a a book, a collection of stories? Like Shrek. Well, I was thinking Mother Goose, but um, I guess it could be a Shrek world. Roll to find out if it's Shrek. Uh, roll for Shrek, I guess. What are you doing in my swamp? <laughs> no, all of the wolves in the Shrek universe are cross-dressers as far as I know. See that? Yeah, sorry. That seems like some pretty solid evidence. Ooh, this is the lore we're here for. Yeah. It, it is not Shrek. 
Okay. So okay. You have solved my Shrek puzzle. <laughs> it's not Shrek. The Shrek puzzle. No. Damn. That, that, that goes all the material for this session. You're not allowed to spring <laughs> Shrek on us anyways. It goes against the Geneva Convention. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Now I'm going to have to spring Shrek on y'all at some point. <laughs> oh, God. No, Do it. go one to the left. Make it Shark Tale or something like that. It'll be more oh, fun. Shark no, please, no. Are there any breadcrumbs around? I mean, the house looks like it's made out of gingerbread. No, I mean, like, baked bread. Isn't gingerbread baked? Well, no, it is. You're right. Um, it's not really <laughs> bread, though. Gingerbread is more like a cookie. Fair, fair, fair. Which of us is the sneakiest? Uh, probably not me. I, uh, k- gestures to the massive great sword on my back. What is that based on? Speed? Yeah, it would be speed. Colin, go look in the window. All right, fine. I'll go look in the window. Oh, wait, wait, wait. They should be like, maybe we should talk more guys first and just make sure we know what we're doing. What happens if someone fucking sees him? You have a great sword. I was... Dear God, I can't believe I'm the one saying this, but shouldn't we have something of a plan? I mean, we could hide Nav. I thought the witch only ate children. Do I look particularly post-pubescent in this format? Uh, a little bit? Uh, I don't know what post or really what pubescent mean either, so, uh, uh, you look like- you look like a baby. You're like a child. Yes, hence why I do not want to go into the murder cabin. Exactly, but the the thing I'm saying is, if people are getting snatched, it's not just kids who have been getting snatched. Hmm, that's a fair point. So maybe she's uh, expanded her repertoire or whatever she's interested in. Nev, do you think you could fly above the house and just give us kind of a perimeter... I could certainly try, and then I will fly over the house with my magical flight abilities. Okay. I love those. Yeah. (laughs) Go ahead and use your hover ability, and remember it is a momentum-based sort of, uh, so you can go up and down, but you can't really steer, but, you know, it's like a big hop. All right, Nav is going to essentially line up and do a couple, couple running steps and try to aim to, like, land... On their hover towards the roof, <laughs> ideally without hitting it. I I'm not gonna make you roll for this. Uh, I think the house is big enough that you can like probably not slam into it. You can probably adjust like enough. So you take your hop, you float up, and you can see in through some of the windows. Uh, you guys are at the front of the house. You've got a front door. Um, and as you go up, you can kind of see through the window on the first floor. And inside, it looks like you can't see the whole room super well, but it looks like it might be some kind of living room. Uh, there's some furniture. There's some... It is, it is dark. It is uh, moon, moon night. It is, it is a bright moon, but, you know, uh, this is a She-Ra podcast now. <laughs> I, I think you can see that there is someone in that living room, kind of near a hearth, but you can't really make out details about them. And then you get up towards the second floor, and there are a few more windows, and you can see 
probably a bedroom through one of the windows and a different bedroom through a different window. And then you, I think you can land on the, on the roof. Nice little A-frame, kind of twisting, so it's not really A, but it's, it's a weird branches house. Nothing to the notable to the like backyard or anything. If you crawl over the top of the roof and you can see that there is more of a backyard, uh, you can see a path uh, winding out from presumably a door. I guess you can peek over the roof and you can see a door and below is also a window and there is a pie sitting on the open window sill. You can smell it kind of, it's tasty, like berry smell um, wafting up towards you. Nev plugs her nose. Fair. Nev just like immediately puts their fingers over their nose and then kind of scrambles back up towards the top of the roof and immediately realizes that they don't really know how to communicate anything that they just saw. (laughs) Uh, Something else that you can see as you're standing on the top of the roof is somewhere kind of far off down that like behind beyond the house um, there is a shape, potentially like a, a bunch of taller trees or some very, very, very kind of tall canopy that kind of bubbles above the rest of the woods. It's not close, but it is definitely closer than it was an hour ago when you were looking around before. It's not spooky at all. But in the in the night, it is a little bit difficult to see. Maybe a few little glints of light off of it, off, reflecting off of it. But that's about it. No details. I was gonna, gonna float themselves back down, and um, I guess just kind of relay the basic layout of the situation and point out the thing in the distance. And we aren't really here to bother this particular element of the recursion. We're here to find out more about the Pied Piper problem we have back home. True. Do you think there's anything to be gained? Or should we continue onward? I mean, maybe they know each other? Did did anything look suspicious other than the whole children eating thing? Which, I... It's, I doesn't even sound right to say out loud, but, uh... The only things that are clearly suspicious are what we know from fairy tale context. Otherwise, it's just a weird house. The owner seems to be somewhere downstairs. There's two bedrooms. Hmm. See, that's weird to me, because why would... In all the stories, it's one witch. I'm thinking, okay, this is a little wild, but stick with me here, guys. I've had this theory running for a minute. I've had to adjust it, but this makes it make a lot more sense. So, the Pied Piper is, like, funneling people out over here to this recursion for the witch to eat, and is just like airbnb in the uh, spare room. Also, there are purple, flying purple people eaters involved somehow. I honestly don't know how they factor in, but I'm still very dead sure that they are in here somewhere. That is an interesting theory. I sounds terrifying. I, you're very smart, but I hope you're wrong. Please never call me smart again, dear God. That uh, that hurt me. Nev, tell me more about this pie. 
If you need to know more about the pie, you seem like the best suited one to go investigate anyways. You are a man of the cloth here. They tend to come up to people and invite it and annoy them. <laughs> Hello, have you heard the good word? <laughs> oh, oh, you're a witch. I'm sorry. I'll leave you alone. <laughs> it's either that or we can send Nav up to sell him Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> hey now, I, I can... I look uh, inoffensive enough. I'll just say that I'm a You're traveling... a traveling performer. Yeah, exactly. I paid in pies. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> That'll let us see it. Okay, well, maybe not that part, but... Um, What's wrong with that part? I, there are a lot of traveling performers in fairy tales. You're a wandering minstrel. But, uh, exactly. The one thing with this is... Are they gonna know the minute we walk up to the door that, like, we're here to fuck with them? Because there's no, there's no guarantee that they don't know someone's looking into them. Well, we can't know that until somebody attempts it. And that's fair. I'm just saying it's probably a good idea to have something of a backup. Beyond just me running in and swinging a sword. Is that not effective enough? I mean, look, it's effective, but I always... Look, I fucking care about you guys, and I don't want you to get fucking dead. So, my idea is just a little more forethought, and maybe we can just, you know, all get out of this nice and safe. I think what we're mostly missing is information. That's fair. We're not gonna get any of that unless we go into that house. Or decide that it's not worth it and look for something else. I honestly think this place has to be, mean something. I mean, we popped in here and... I mean, you guys instantly knew it was here too, right? Well, I, something seemed off. And this was one of the things we saw in our visions. Yeah, because, Lexi, when we were cursed in here, didn't we immediately just have, like, the innate knowledge that there was a witch's hut somewhere? Yes, there was a kind of a gut feeling that there was this witch's house that was at the center of this recursion kind of thing or somewhere in the woods, like the center of the woods type of deal. It just feels like this has to be related in some way. All right. I propose that somebody either Colin or Pete go to the door and attempt to gain entry in a straightforward, nonviolent manner. I will go back and hide on the roof, and should something happen, I can attempt to break in through one of the doors or the chimney like some kind of Santa Claus. And It's gingerbread. It won't be that hard. You can probably just punch it. Again, I am very small here. Again, it is gingerbread. And, and like wood. It's like trees and food mixed together. Oh, okay. <laughs> but no, th this is... A plan. I'm, I'm happy with that. And if something does go wrong, very obviously, I swing the fucking sword. Works for me. All right, you you two want to rock, uh, paper, scissors for this shit or something? I was going back to the roof. <laughs> now it's just like, I don't give a shit about how, who's going. Just move. <laughs> Pete, do you want backup? I think your traveling performer thing is the best angle we've got. But, I mean, I could be... Your companion traveling with you. 
if you want someone there, or I can just stay behind and be back up. Uh, wait, 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 I, this is a good exercise. So you, I am a bard, you're a priest. Why would a priest be traveling with a bard? <laughs> I know, I was a vagabond and an alcoholic, and you uh, caught me stealing this loot from a corrupt nobleman, and uh, uh, you are following me around to make sure that I stay a good man of the cloth. Okay, yes, good, good, good story. Yeah, yeah, you, you're with, you're in. All right, okay, fine, let's do this. A bard and a priest walk into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't they duck? That's all I got. <laughs> We're gonna fucking die. So is it my understanding that the two of you are walking up to the door? Yes. Bell, are you, what are you up to? I am sitting in the bushes with my greatsword just like out and off to the side and just watching like a goddamn hawk. Sure. Okay. I suppose you can go up to the door and you ring a bell on the door and you wait a moment and you wait another moment and then the door swings open and standing in front of you is... A being in a cooking bonnet and apron. But this being isn't human. It's a bird. Specifically a black bird. Complete with, like, a humanoid bird. But still a bird. And that's that's weird. There, there's something, there's just a gut instinct that that is not what you would expect for this place. But there this person is. And this bird person cocks their head to the side and says, Hello! What brings you to my house today? Come in, come in, are you lost? Pete will give a um a very exaggerated bow. <laughs> Good evening, fair maiden. I am a humble traveler by name of Horatio von Bellwether. <laughs> this is my my dear friend and traveling companion, Father Zachary. Non-denominational. It's his father's side. Um, we've been traveling this these uh, woods for some time, and we were hoping to find shelter. We, we did not expect to find uh, someone else living here. Uh, who might you be, if, if I may ask? Make make a deception check first. It's gonna be level five. Level five? Mm-hmm. I mean, all of it's bullshit. You absolutely went for it. It's amazing, but yeah, it's it's a uh, okay, okay. You know what? Here, here, I will give you a an asset because of your getups. It your costumes do match this this setup, so it, we'll bring it down to a level four. I'll be kind. For reference, I am spending experience to re-roll this if I if if it goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> if you desire. Alright, uh three. Okay, so I'm going to You rolled a three. Roll. Yes, I rolled a three, but I am using my I am lucky, and it says when you use one XP to re-roll for a D20 for any roll that affects only you, add plus three to the roll, so now I only need to make a nine. Come on. Very fun. Not one! <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> Oh, RIP my experience. Betrayal. 
Amazing. Hilarious. Dice are traitors. I, I forget if you- Maybe Pete is clearly way too into this. <laughs> he is not talking like a person right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, that's a jam intrusion. Oh, no. You made things so much worse. Hold on. I, I do want to make sure... Um, uh, re-rolling, re-rolling. I forget if you have to take that new roll or uh, you choose the best result. Okay. So it's just a polite failure. It's just a failure. There's nothing particularly special about it. I apologize but- <laughs> for my friend here. He has been uh, indulging in the mead uh, more than usual. Um, Horatio, if you would uh, allow me to speak to the kind lady. I am... A wandering cleric, this is my friend, as he stated before, Horatio. He is a very fine lute player. Um, We are simply travelers in search of um, perhaps somewhere to stay the night, uh, perhaps a meal. You would be uh, paid, and also I would uh, give you a blessing. (laughs) Selling intelligence is much. (laughs) The pathway to heaven is forty nine ninety nine a month. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, go ahead and make a deception roll. I don't know if you have inabilities or anything with that. Just keep be aware of them. My skills don't transfer over, do they? Your type skills and your descriptor skills do, as do their inabilities. But the focus I skills do not. I have a proficiency in. Well, that's all right. Okay. I, I was going to say I keep forgetting I have a proficiency in persuasion, but with a one and a three, that wasn't helping. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I am trained in deception then. Okay. So that will bring it down to a... So I gave you an asset last time, but now this person has already been lied to. So that was going to go up to a... Well, go up to a six, but now your skill's bringing it down to a five. Have fun. Nev is on the roof watching this and just like preparing to jump down on top of the crow lady with their knife if need be. Okay, I will spend one effort. Okay, so that's three points from intellect minus any edge that might be there. So that'll bring it down to a four. That is a 12. Okay. That makes it just, doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Lex just like, huh, I don't get to kill you yet. (laughs) Oh, so interesting. Yes, come... Uh, come in, come in. Don't be shy. We don't get many visitors here, but perhaps we can get you some food. Yes, yes. Interesting. So she thinks I am full of shit, but that um, that my priest friend is trustworthy enough. <laughs> she thinks you're drunk because I told you, told her you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've been wandering quite a long ways. Far from where you might have been. Yes. Oh, we, we have traveled long and, and wide, and I have, I have, may have partaken to alleviate the long and crushing stay from my one true love, but I can <laughs> hold my liquor better than this good man of the cloth could say. I... <laughs> yes, we all have our vices, Horatio. I shall not judge. You're a good, holy man. One day, you, I hope that you can 
find your quest, I don't... Re- so, what... <laughs> I give him, like, the kind of kick to the shin. Like, stop talking. You're just digging a bigger hole. <laughs> He's a writer, he's not an actor. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just really desperately want their, him to be, like, dramatically strumming the lute, making little, ch- little like, da-da-da, like, pronounced moments of yourself, but you're pretending to be drunk. <laughs> Again, Nav just, just perched on the roof with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sitting in the fucking bushes with a bunch of thorns in my fucking arm, just like clutching the great sword like what the fuck is happening <laughs> this this crow person uh says i yes come in i i am the matriarch of this house flannery please uh just walk this way and she steps back into the house and gestures in well, thank you for your hospitality my child it is been many a moon since I saw such kindness to strangers. I will sing well of you in my uh, next great masterwork. Thank you, thank you. What a such a lovely thing to say. And uh, after you walk in through the door, she closes it behind you, take kind of glancing out at the the yard, and then. Do you have, want to put take off your shoes, your coats, anything? Nav is going to, uh, by the way, float down to be just above the windows on the main floor and kind of just like... <laughs> Lurking like a fucking spider. <laughs> hover upside down over the windows so that Love they it. can get out of the way faster than yeah. from the ground. <laughs> this is Nav's plan. Nav is not necessarily the best planner at this moment. <laughs> All right, do do you respond to the, the coat or shoes thing? Yeah, I'll take off my traveling cloak and hand it to her. Pete will take off his shoes to be polite, but, uh, well, I don't even think he's actually wearing any sort of coat or something. He's wearing a very fluff, like, puffy and probably hard-to-separate garment, so he's probably just going to take his shoes off and keep the rest on. Okay. Uh the so you take off your shoes and you you take off the things that you've said and you're kind of in a a little a foyer kind of an entryway area there are some stairs that go to the second floor there's a door against one of the walls that's closed it has some kind of spooky symbols on it it's got like a there's like a an, an ox skull on the door and some things like things hanging from it and then some like a some symbols like a glyph uh underneath it and then off to another there's a different door out of this room uh that leads into what you can now clearly see is a very well furnished kind of living room the hearth and inside that room uh you can see there is among the various trinkets in the room is a young woman who seems to be fiddling with perhaps a radio above the mantle. And Flannery calls out to her, Isa, would you please ready some tableware for our new guests? Uh, 
And this person who is in that other room turns around and you recognize Isaac, Isa, this person who is missing. Although the photos that you had seen were definitely someone who would have been assigned male at birth. This is someone who a doctor in our world probably would have assigned female. Somewhat longer hair, but the features are the same. Uh, Translation can do interesting things. And Isa turns and looks at you, and her eyes widen. And then she kind of glances at Flannery and does like a little like shake of her head just kind of at you and then says uh, of course do i'll be right there and starts to walk off into another room through that off of this room presumably a kitchen or something but is like kind of looking trying to tell you something with her eyes nav is gonna go is there a window in the kitchen uh yes uh if you go if you go around that is actually where the pie was it's open. Nav is going to float around and, I mean, try try to get Isa's attention without, you know, getting anybody else's attention. Okay. Isa is going to meet you in the kitchen, but, well, or is going to get to the kitchen, but anyone else have any quick reactions in the middle of this room as this is? Uh, so there is, I guess Pete's going to look at the radio since this doesn't seem age time appropriate i don't know i guess it like brothers grim when did brothers grim fairy tales generally take place i thought it was in some sort of they were generally middle ages yeah or like yeah middle ages how is there a radio here what what does the radio look like it's kind of an old-timey radio maybe 1920s question mark i like you know that that era it's like that one of those old wooden radios that look pretty cool you know uh, you know what i'm talking about with the, the cool roundy ones yeah that are like yeah mm-hmm. i like those yeah <laughs> everyone can agree those things whip ass yeah uh yeah no these fuckers that that radio is some like hundred years early or late yeah but and you're like, outside it, it's, <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> uh yeah brothers grim is like old yeah they're 1750s to 1800s it's old, and they're also recounting myths that are older. Yeah. Oh, much older. They're the ones just, uh, like, writing it the shit down. Often incorrectly. Yep. There are also a few other, a variety of other objects in this room that, more, there are some other toys and whatnot. There are some, like, poppets. There's, like, a Victorian doll just kind of on the mantle. But, yeah, this, this radio, as you, has caught Pete's eye. Is what is people start kind of in the same ridiculous show duty voice? What is the strange con? Is and then just suddenly, hang on, is that Pete is going to for a moment like look around? Where is Bird Mom? Question mark. Uh, Flannery is currently standing behind you. Come in, come in, go to the kitchen and get you all seated up. We've got so much food here. I've um, Flannery, uh, please pardon my intrusion, but I have never seen such a contraption before. Where is, is this of your own making? Oh, 
strange things pop up here. There, the the old owner of the house had a variety of odd objects and whatnot. We'll cut over to Nav. Nav is just like twitching their head, like at the at at Isa, just like out here, come out here. Isa notices Nav, and instead of dealing with plates and whatnot. Uh, starts to head for the door. Or, uh, no, heads to the window. Who are you? My name is Nav. We are from Earth. Are you okay? D- um, t- sort of? No? Yes? I... Okay, complicated. Understood. Uh, you seem to be attempting to compl- to inform my compatriots of something. Do they need to exit the facility and why? Um, how did you get here? I, that, um... Flannery, uh, she air quotes. That that's that's not Flannery. That's not her name. She's not from here. Neither am I. But I guess neither are you. You said not, you're not. So yeah, we're not. Are you here to rescue us? She's from Crow's Hollow. It's a completely different recursion altogether. I don't know why they're here either. Ooh, someone's done their homework. <laughs> that's me, the GM. Sorry. <laughs> We're here to look for you and everyone else who went missing. Oh, amazing. Uh, do you know how to get us out? Um, but also, she's dangerous and her, well, he's dangerous and his brothers are even more dangerous. Should I get my friend with the sword? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna go get Val. <laughs> <laughs> have just been sitting in the bush, just uh, j- absolutely white-knuckling, <laughs> clutching my great sword. Flannery. Calls out, how are those dishes coming, Isa? Um, fine. Yeah, sorry. I just I just got distracted by your delicious smelling pie. And she's, you can hear her start, like, opening a cupboard to grab um, some, like, dishes. So, yes, uh, the old owner of the house had, has quite a few trinkets, but, you know, it's, it's, we've settled in here. It's quite lovely. Interesting. Did you, uh... This past owner, was he a... Was they a friend of yours? Oh, no. Uh, past owner was qu- quite... Uh, well, it, it's no no need to go through unpleasant business, but you, oh, you no. must have such a, a long trip. Surely you want to eat something. I could perhaps go for um, a meal? I, uh... Oh, what what say you, Zachary? Is it, is it your time of fasting? Um, I believe I could have a small morsel. Oh no, neither of them have survival instincts. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, she starts to lead the two of you into the kitchen, and Isa set out some things. But meanwhile, Nav and Bell are outside. Belle, you need to go in there and save our friends immediately with your large sword. They have Isa in there, and I'm pretty sure that the person who owns the cabin isn't from this recursion either, and things are going to get real serious if we don't help soon. Lot happening there. Let's go. Fucking grabs the sword, dashes out the, straight for the door, kicks it Nav, in. like, hovers and grabs uh, Belle's shoulders <laughs> as, like, momentum. My, my free hand holding yours and just, like, tugging you along. Skitching. I'm just skitching on this dude. <laughs> Air skitching. Skitching this bitch. <laughs> yes! <laughs> bitch skitching. Yeah! <laughs> Uh, Excellent. Run to the door, fucking kick it in. <laughs> yeah, kick in the door. 
Hell yeah. Uh, go ahead. Wait, my name is Derek fucking Morgan from the BAU. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to make you roll for it. Uh, go ahead. You kick the door off its hinges. It just collapses. It's made of gingerbread. Just explodes inward. Fuck doors. <laughs> Nev has still has their knives and takes the opportunity as soon as Bell stops to let go, gaining all of the momentum from the running. <laughs> I'm sorry, you just went from my little backpack with a knife peeking over my shoulder to just a small missile launching off my shoulder. Knife missile. Uh, Na- Bell, uh, I think you're going to have to... Uh, one of you is going to have to aim this nav missile. Absolutely. Let's fucking go. I have beautiful new dice and they will not lead me astray. I have said this every single time, and it is right. Not every time. So I'm going to set the set the difficulty. I need to set it because you're going to throw Nav through a door frame at a person I uh, am in indeed. another room. So at and it's angled. So it's going to be. I think it's actually going to be two checks. It's going to be one. I mean, aren't they going into the kitchen? Basically, you are in a foyer entryway type of thing there is a door that's sort of sideways relative to you um kind of kind of angled a little bit that goes into this uh living room and then uh off of that is a kitchen but flannery is visible from your door it's going to be kind of a it's going to be a little bit difficult um so and both of you are going to make two different checks or both of you are going to make one check each so Bell, uh, go ahead and just yeet uh, Nav towards Flannery, or the person who's claimed their name is Flannery. And uh, that is going to be a difficulty. Um, let's see. Kick down the door. Da, 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 da. I'll say three. I got this shit. <laughs> that is a 19. Oh, oh minor effect. That minor effect can be an asset to Bell's, to Nav's role. Absolutely. Sweet. Sounds good. So Bell or Nav, fuck, I'm mixing y'all up somehow. <laughs> Nav is the knife missile. I'm the missile launcher. Nav, like knife. <laughs> <laughs> so Nive, now you're going to make a, I was going to say a level three, but it's going to be knocked down to two. Basically, it's a, it's sort of an acrobatics check to like, be missile shaped and like pass through the door without like hitting the door frame or anything. Okay. And it, like also kind of manage to aim for Flannery. All right. Oh shit. <laughs> Got a 20. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's where the good rolls are from. Fate says we win today, boys. <laughs> Nav's knife missile plan was amazing. <laughs> yes. We have instantly killed Flannery. <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> Can I pin them? Absolutely. I think that is probably the best option here. So, Bell, you kick open the door, throw a floating nav who, like, perfect, like, diving shape sideways through this door frame. Like, you arc your back uh, to dodge around, and then you just, like tuck your legs in so that you can kind of turn your torso sideways and you just slam into Flannery and I assume drop your hover so that you just drag her to the floor. Yep. Knife to the throat. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Pinned on the ground. Ah, fuck. Fuck. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, what's, uh, hi. Hello. Sorry. <laughs> Everything is a lot. Hi. 
I just want to think about this for a second from Isa's perspective. <laughs> who, who, okay, weird enough, two people show up at the door and they're like, oh no, these people are going to get hurt. And then go to the kitchen where they see a third weird person who says, I'm going to bring my friend with a sword and then launches through. A little fey child shows up in your window. <laughs> I just Peter panned this bitch. Um, <laughs> Colin draws his dagger. Well, I guess subterfuge is out. Hey, I was told to run in here with my fucking sword. I ran in here with the fucking sword. Hey, that wasn't necessary. I, I totally had this under control. Did you see that whole bit? It was so convincing. You almost died. I had to cover for your ass. You need to take acting lessons. Pete, I have complete and utter faith in you, but uh, at the same time, I do think that maybe in person was not the time to do some character work and maybe not on the job. Maybe we Guys. do. Maybe that's some prep work. Yes. So you got to keep the story simple. Pete. We That's should have this regrouping meeting after we figure out what the crow knows. Oh, That's right. right. <laughs> Nav says, with their knife. <laughs> kind of sa- casually saunters over to where the uh, where f- so-called Flannery, I'm doing air quotes, is pinned and just kind of like casually does a lean on the sword with the blade like right into the, uh, the floor next to their face. Well, hi there. Hi. Now. We have a few questions for you. First of all, I don't believe Flannery is your real name. Uh, no, 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 it is not. Oh, look at that. And you're not from this recursion, are you? D- no shit. Sorry. Um, yes, you're right. You're Flannery tries to kind of regroup, kind of settle themselves down a little bit. All right. Hello. We got off on the wrong foot. My name is Fugan. What are your names and what might you be doing here? I, I, right, you, uh, other question. I am from Crow Hollow. It's lovely to meet you. Yeah, no shit, you're a bird person. You don't know that, don't be rude. <laughs> I'd be rude. <laughs> Can somebody please go check on Isa? Uh, okay, sure, and also, hi, my name's Pete. Uh, uh hey. <laughs> Pete! Shh! Look, we have the upper hand here, Pete. Don't give away free information. Shoot them. <laughs> Look, Fugan, you said. Yeah. We're here to find all of the people that have been swept away by the Pied Piper and dragged into this recursion. And it seems like you have something to do with that, considering you're holding hostage one of the victims. Ah. Exactly what she said. They said. <laughs> Thank you. Well, well ah, I see. You're from Earth, I take it. It doesn't really matter where we're from, so much as it matters what we asked and what we want. And I think the only thing you really need to worry about here, kind of leans in, makes the sword dig a little deeper into the floor, is answering. Oh yeah, you do not want to piss her off. I just cut a fucking wolf in half 20 minutes ago. She did. It was terrifying. We're playing bad cop, bad cop, and cop that's like, you really don't want to fuck with these two. They're both really bad. <laughs> bad cop, bad cop, and scared cop. <laughs> Pete yells in from the other room, and I helped, sort of. <laughs> and the fucking intern who's trying to get coffee for the fucking, for the person they're interrogating. Oh, all right. Uh, I, I will admit that I am currently the owner of this house where some people from Earth may 
sometimes people walk wander in here, and I've been taking care of them. Oh, see, I don't like it when people lie to me, Fugan. And I know for a fact that a lot of these people did not wander in here. Ah, what, where do you think they came from? Oh, well, I don't think it matters as much where they came from as much as the fact that they weren't planning on coming here. What do you want from me? What do you want me to do? I want you to tell me what the fuck you're doing here. And why people are going missing. Or however you're involved. Please. The please only comes into effect if you answer. Um... Okay. There may be some people on Earth... Excuse me, can you please stop crazing everything as if it is only a possibility? Things definitely have either happened or have not, and you are either aware of them or are not. This is not your fucking testimony. You're not like, oh, here, hypothetically, so I don't incriminate myself. We fucking caught you. Just fucking say it. Fine. All right. In a non-hypothetical world, (laughs) there is potentially a... Excuse me. There is definitely a... agreement between myself and a figure that you have identified as the Pied Piper uh, to bring in some people from Earth because it gets quite lonely here since I got stuck here and admittedly I will sometimes provide some materials or inspiration that make quite a bit of money on certain markets and in return I get one or two people to help me harvest such materials and also some some uh, some companionship just people it's lonely here you sell drugs for people I, I I wouldn't put it that way, but if you must put it that mm, way, that's... Weirdly enough, it seems like that's what's mm-hmm. happening here. It's definitely human trafficking. Also, where are the other people? We haven't asked that yet. Yes, have you eaten any of them? Uh, I, of course not. I haven't eaten any of them. Has, okay. Have you given them to somebody else for them to be eaten? I suggest you back off from this line of questioning, and I want you to make a level four <laughs> intellect defense task. <laughs> 18. Okay, you're fine. (laughs) Not likely. Nav, like... Lean a little harder on that knife. Leans a little harder on the knife. Actually pulls it up and puts it, like, right up against the eyeball. Ah, okay, okay. You only technically need one of these. Uh, I mean, we actually uh, don't need them to have any eyes. I'd rather have my eyes. Well, then you should probably tell the goddamn story and tell it right. And stop thinking that I'm stupid enough to fall for your tricks. I I didn't know torture was legal. <laughs> it's not torture unless I hurt him. There's absolutely nothing legal about what we're doing, but uh, at the same time, there's no fucking cops out here in the woods, so who gives a shit? We've got a monk, but he's fake. Sweet, I'm no snitch. He'll give a thumbs up and then dot, dot back inside <laughs> the other room. Just getting fucking cocoa for Isa. 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 
I'm going to assume there's a conversation with Isaac that will play out later. Uh, do you want to do that now? Do we want to cut yeah, over there? Yeah, let's do or... that now while Nav is threatening to eyeball a dude. Isa is standing at, at this point, has been watching, I think, most of this conversation. And is just kind of, I'm very much like, what the fuck? What do I do? In shock. Okay, hi. My name is, well, okay, I already said my name is Pete and... Clearly, my acting wasn't very good, so this cannot be a surprise. I really need to get acting lessons, but do you know how expensive they are? What are you talking about? Right, yes, sorry, on the job, I'm on clock. Uh, hi, my name is Pete. Your name is Isaac, I think. Isaac? She she kind of grimaces at the Isaac thing. Oh, uh, does, do, do you prefer Isa? We, we can do Isa. I, I yeah, I prefer Isa. It's um not my given name, but it's close enough for now and for certain people. Um yeah, I'm Isa and I'm from Earth, I guess. I play the piano. That's an interesting fact about me, I guess. Is that a what's <laughs> This is a high schooler doing icebreakers. Yeah, uh, we're kind of, we were kind of looking for you. Uh, did, did you know your parents kind of suck? Uh, <laughs> You've met my parents. Oh, um, they put you up to this somehow? N- not really. We, this is, I mean, we see, got some information. Well, we tried to get some information from them. They weren't very helpful, but. Uh, Go figure. But we are kind of, well, okay, I'm I'm new here, but. I guess we, in, in general, sort of deal with weird stuff. I mean, I assume you don't know much about the strange. I mean, I certainly didn't until I was turned into goo a few weeks ago. Uh, uh, sorry, again, getting ahead of myself. Uh, are you okay, and how did you get here? Well, uh, how I got here is... Well, okay, you... Inter- uh, <laughs> I went to a record shop. I made some friends. I started listening to some really good music. And then I may have done some things that I'm not super proud of. And then I ended up here. And um, Fugin over there is only one of three brothers who are kind of holding us here hostage and making us uh, harvest a big tree for powers i i don't really know and the tree is really scary and there's a bunch of us some the others are at the tree but well no um oh oh although uh i guess yulia i think is upstairs uh asleep probably but the others who are still here um are at the tree with the with mugen and hunan and uh you really don't want to mess with them and i think you should really bind fugan up because if he gets out then i don't know what he can do they he's got a knife but i don't are you gonna kill him he has actually has been kind of nice sort of yeah don't think so i mean i'm pretty sure we're the good guys Uh, i don't i don't think we do murder i mean i I don't know i mean they they seem nice i they they're shorter co-workers and yeah i'm i'm pretty nice Oh, hey, you could hear. Uh, hi. You're kind of standing in the doorway. 
I have some questions about the tree, but also eavesdropping isn't very polite. Thank you. Bye. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, be more polite. Isa has recommended that we secure the captive. I think that we should listen to her. She seems to have the most information and is not an annoying crow man. I I have a shit ton of chains if we want. Awesome. All right, let's chain the bird up. Why do you, you know what? I don't want to know. I'm covered in fucking dragon teeth. We're not starting that kind of a dungeon yet. It's too early in the campaign. <laughs> in your campaign, that was my fucking background. <laughs> <laughs> my origin story. <laughs> Kingster. <laughs> I am a uh, kinky vector on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nope, you, uh, start fucking, uh, chaining up the bird. Uh, all right, yeah. Uh, Quickly lean in before I do it, and just kind of... You try to pull something, and I promise you, you won't die. And that is the worst promise I can make you. Got it. Got, gotcha. Got, got, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> uh, loud and clear. Big, big... I'm good. She scared me with that one. All right, now get plucked, Feather Boy. Oh my god, are we the baddies? Hey, guys, I know we're a little new working together, but you think I haven't been doing this for a hot minute? (laughs) I don't know, I just got here. Can I (laughs) use my math skills to make an extremely good knot, or is that nonsense? I think that is nonsense, but also I don't think you have math skills, do you? Uh, I do. Well, I I have predictive equation. No, you don't. That's your focus. Oh, not here, right. Never mind. <laughs> I'll just use my ability to fly to get the chains around the neck. <laughs> you could just wrap it around his neck. You don't need to fly. Are we hanging the bird, man? I, I don't think we should kill him f- for the record. No, we're not going to kill him unless he starts doing something stupid that we're all going to find regretful. Hmm. <laughs> Exactly. See? We're all good here. Okay. I prefer we keep murder to a uh, a lower basis, at least. That would be nice. All right. So according to Isa, you have a slave ring operating to harvest something from a nearby tree. Care to flesh that out a little more? Yes, there's there's a tree with a lot of right resources it kind of self-replenishing and specifics uh how did you how did you tie up fugan well okay make make a make a check for tying them up and 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 where do you put them i imagine that there's either like a pillar or a banister somewhere near the stairway as like support for a structure like this Make sure yeah, you chain them to something wood and not something gingerbread. Yes, is it a? I would assume that the the like elements that are like weight bearing are wood. <laughs> it would be very unfortunate if the architect decided to go with the uh, candy cane support beams. <laughs> they always design these houses. They never think about the people living in them. Anyways, honestly, nothing's built to last these days. Also, I'm not the only one involved in this, I think. Exactly. I was I was also going to help because I really want to make sure that this fucker doesn't get away. Yeah, I only rolled a five, so I might need the help. <laughs> I'd, uh, I'd, I'd probably try and help. I feel like uh, at some point Pete's had to tie a knot, and though his earth focus might be dampening this a little. Oh, never mind, he got a 19. 
Okay, Nav sucks at tying uh, knots, but everybody else has got it. Nav tied a knot so poorly that someone else took over. <laughs> <laughs> and tied a knot. That's much better. I think Nav's maybe a little bit shaky from the threatening somebody's life. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Look, look. Sorry, I... This, uh, if you do that, that's how, like... Uh, I've seen this before, that... You, you see, you gotta adjust it, like, here, you you can't leave this open bit, or, like, all of the supplies are gonna go right off the cliff, or, in this case, the the bird person. Uh, look, you, you gotta do a, a double stopper, first of all, and then he's... And of one monologue later, I like to think that minor effect, at least, or at least 19, bird is very well tied. Nice. Okay. Mouth free, but not much else. God damn, that is the best bowline knot I've ever seen. How the fuck did you do that with chain? <laughs> I know, I was thinking about that. Yeah, that is very impressive, Pete. Yes, we'll have you do all of the tying up in the future. All job of mine. Thank Y'all you. are discovering your skills in your party. Bell kicks in doors. Pete ties people up. Nav knifes people. We all have very specific skill sets that are only good in very, very specific scenarios, but damn, are we good at them. <laughs> okay, so, um, so, uh, the three of you guys are, have paid a musician to kind of bring people back here to, um, wait, wait, question, is, is the purple dust what you get from the tree, or is that what you give to the music guy to make him better at music? It's one of the things we get from the tree, and it's a it gets people high. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> fucking drugs. Yeah, it does. Yeah, so it's wait, good shit. We know all about that. You're using child slavery to harvest drugs. It's not just children. <laughs> it's mostly not children. Oh, look at that! So much better. Okay, you're using slavery to harvest drugs, but mostly not children. Congrats. <laughs> But children aren't apparently out of the question. I think yeah. so. They just have to be vulnerable enough. I don't control who who we get sent. You know, weirdly enough, the whole uh, like having goddamn captives thing isn't putting in too much of a good impression of you in terms of your morals. I treat them very well. I don't think you'd get past an ethics committee with this shit, bud. I cook. I cook for everyone. We cook. We eat really well. Isa, Isa, you 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 like what I cook, right? I mean, yeah, there there are Fugans a really good cook, admittedly. I'm not I don't want to be here. But That's the part Fugan that matters does a bit more. Cook cook their cooking's pretty good. Well, you should try my mom's cooking. I mean, and congrats to them because they're not going to die because the uh, because of that at least, but you need to answer the goddamn question. How do you know the fucking musician on Earthside? Uh, we work together a bit. All right. Uh, uh, ah, we work together a bit. Oh, wow, so detailed. Come on. Come on, man. You know we need more than that. Do I need to go back to threatening your senses? I will absolutely find a way to chop off okay. a bird's okay. ears. Okay, okay, I, I honestly, I don't actually know the guy. I don't even what what's what's he even going by? I just know that he's the Pied Piper. He's good at music. He does weird stuff with dust and records. That and people show up here. I've never actually met him. Well, then how do you know about how him? How do you get your materials to and from him? He clamps the fuck up. <sighs> Interesting. 
kind of glances to the others real quick. Tries to make eye contact. Well, I guess this source is dried up. No, I still want to figure out who he's talking to. If he's not making direct contact with the Piper, he's working with a proxy. I would assume his right-hand man, that mysterious gentleman from the record shop. Oh, that was kind of going for uh, like a bluff hard sell sort of thing, Nev. Um, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're good at our job, so we promise. Nev moves away to have a conversation <laughs> with the others. You know... I'm getting kind of tired of all this. Do you want us to kill him? It's alright, Nav. I got this. Kind of leans in, like, real close, like, almost nose to nose with Fugan. He's got a long nose, so, yeah. It's it's a beak, mostly. His eyes are kind of closed at the moment, but or were closed, but now they're open, kind of staring at you. Unblinking, dead stare. Do you know how many people I've killed? No. Neither do I. Jesus. Um, make a level five intimidation check. Let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty hard, man. It's a pretty hard line. Uh, I, I will give you an asset because he is chained up and you have a great sword. <laughs> <laughs> It is a great sword. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> I am a great sword. <laughs> what pool would I go through? Uh, it'll be intellect. I'll, sp- I'll spend one for this to make sure I get this. <laughs> Completely unnecessary. That's a fucking 20. Bitch. Ah, okay. <laughs> nice. Huh. There's some interesting things I could do here. What do you suggest as a, your nat 20 major effect? Of... Uh, mutters something important under the breath or something unconsciously, maybe? So, you you say mutter, but please don't metagame with this yet because your characters don't know this in, in character. Uh, but Fugan actually can read minds or has some telepathic abilities. Oh, boy. It might be kind of interesting if you let him in to see a little bit of your... Oh. Like, at least you show him something in your head unconsciously that he, you asked him that question and he kind of tried to look in and uh, saw something. He found an answer. He sees your best knight at the fighting ring. No, not quite. Sees two things, I think. One moment of Belle in an alley and bodies strewn across uh, the, uh, the ground. And one of Belle sprinting away from a burning building with a gun in her hand. Uh, Fugan's eyes go totally wide. Say, please don't kill me. I'll do anything you want. Anything you want. Just say the word. Just, what, what, uh, tell me the question again. That's what I like to hear. Who's your middleman to chat with the, with the musician? Okay, uh, I'm not the boss. I'm kind of the minion, the hench. I'm, I'm a hench. We're, all three of us, we're kind of the henches. All right, enlighten me more as to the uh, structure here, then. Um, yeah, 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 okay, so I'm 
from Crow Hollow. I think one of you mentioned that. Do, do you know anything about Crow Hollow? Not as much. Oh, okay. Uh, Crow Hollow, uh, we're kind of the... I work for the Beak Mafia. Most people do in Crow Hollow. Those who don't pay something to us. I'm kind of a hench. I'm not in charge. But yeah, wait, I work for the Beak Mafia. They're very, they're very powerful. And they, we, we uh, are some of the best acquirers of, uh, of anything really ac- across the strange, across the entire multi- First, multi-recursion, whatever. And I, so we send things to, there's, okay. Um, there are shippers in the strange who we have a way to get things out into the strange and they pick it up and they take it to Crow Hollow and they send things where they want to from there. Uh, one of the things that we get from the tree it's not just spiral dust, but also we get ciphers, but we're not quite sure because they're not working quite right. But we, we sell these and and also brachistochrone dust. and I, we, we basically sell whatever. We, we break it down and set it off and they process it. And also we provide some of the more addicted folks to here who are working for us. Uh, with more spiral dust, we ration it to keep them from, uh, you know, things getting out of hand for them. Ah, uh, that question of your moral culpability is not getting better for you. Well, I'm working for the mafia, so what do you expect? Nav releases a very large sigh, and it's just this is going to be so much to explain to the administrator when we get back. Can we fight a bird mafia? I doesn't seem like entry-level work, and I know you guys are more experienced, but... I mean, that's a lot of bird mafia crow... criminals. Hey, that's yes. so good. That's amazing, yeah. That's... that's... I, I'm sitting here glowering at my computer deep in character and all of a sudden I hear chrominals and I'm just like <laughs> cackling like a child. To be fair, I think I think Belle is also, that's going to break through just a teeny bit. Yeah, there's a little smile now, just like, fuck, god damn it. Because the important thing about, about Pete as a character is that this rambling is all in character, yeah. baby. <laughs> well, don't worry, Pete. I think we can handle a handful of criminals that'll come after us, but... Ah, oh, you see, I knew it would catch on. It is, in fact, rather catchy. But, uh, Fugin, then. Yep. You have two other brothers here, then, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I said. Or someone said. Yeah. Yep. Who would they be? Mugen and Hunan, where Mugen, Hunan, and Fugen, Greyfoot, where the Grey feet. And how are they involved in this? How do they help run the system? I take care of the more domestic needs, I guess. And the others? Well, Hunan is. A bit like you, I suppose, but maybe a bit faster. 
not not to be offensive just just not as big armor more other um anyway and and mugen is good at you know the magic stuff seems like you have a fairly well organized team i'll give you that our priority should be finding and freeing the victims if possible this isn't the entirety of the Crow Mafia. It's just a side organization. Exactly. This is just one of their little bases. But I wouldn't think we're prepared for such an assault right now. No. But our good friend Fugin here might be able to give a few more enlightening details, like where they are, how many people are helping keep them captive. If you could draw a diagram of the hierarchy <laughs> of your organization, uh, that would be really helpful. Oh, yes. We should definitely get some physical or some visual representations if possible. Uh, uh, well, Are there uh, any whiteboards here? How good of a sketch artist are you? Also, we do still <laughs> need to bad. figure out. <laughs> here, uh, I, if, if you want me to draw something for you, though, you might. Uh, you could please untie my hands so I wouldn't be able to otherwise. Okay, this is not my first rodeo, dude. What are you talking about? I am not going to unchain you. Just my hands. That's that's all. Even one. One hand. You want me to draw. You're a bird man. Well. Nav shoves a pencil in his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Spits out the the fucking pencil. I don't. I have fingers. Granted, they're not the same as yours. And we don't fucking trust you to use them. I can't draw with my beak. <laughs> then we'll have to forsake the visual aids for now. Exactly. So, Fugan, do you know when transfers of the material are occurring and where? I don't keep track of that as strongly as my brothers. Do they have paperwork? No. Is that a lie? <laughs> um, <laughs> or did you just say it like that? <laughs> uh, make a le- make a level four insight or something check, uh, which I think you have an inability, don't you? Question mark. Actually, I th- think Nav just just asks that. Okay. <laughs> That's not out of character. Um, no, I I, I kind of just said it that way. Noted. Fugan. Yeah. Kind of leans in. Nope. I, I just said it that way. We don't keep paperwork exactly. It's not here. That'd probably be Crow Hollow. I, well, See, this is I what guess, I appreciate. Okay. I, I guess Mugen might keep a notebook on him. This is the kind of detail that- But that's barely, like, that's not paperwork. Like, not, not something you're going to find in the house. No, these these are the details we lack, Fugen. Thank you. You're welcome. See? Would you like some pie? I'd love some pie. I made that pie. It's delicious. We should all have some pie. I'm really hungry. Oh, we okay. Are not, we are not eating. I'm gonna look. Sh- I'm gonna look dog. straight at Fugin, and I'm gonna say, "Let's all have some pie." Okay. He looks straight back at you, kind of uh, nervously, because he's nervous. <laughs> he's been nervous the whole time. Hell yeah, I'm hungry. Oh my god, guys. I'm gonna dish up a piece of pie for everyone oh except Fugin. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me, guys? Can, can I have some pie? 
little, little, little guy. Well, I guess he's not little. He's probably how how Pete. big is Fugit? <laughs> he's about as tall as Pete. you, honestly. Pete. And I like I give him a look like, shut up. <laughs> Pete, remember, it may look like a cute fluffy bird man. He's been helping to keep a collection of people enslaved and working in a goddamn drug mine, including people who are already dependent on it, and then bringing them here so that they can do unpaid labor in return for staying hooked on this drug. Uh, okay, yeah, that's that's kind of messed I'm up. I'm gonna say uh, that he doesn't deserve a fucking slice of pie. I'm making that executive decision there. I'm sorry. But he made it himself. <laughs> yeah, again, I was working on a whole interrogation thing where we were gonna eat the pie in front of him and he wasn't <laughs> gonna have pie and it was gonna really mess with him. But that's mead. Oh, boy. Again, he's a slaver. <laughs> I do have to agree with Pete on this. I understand that the <laughs> desire to torture the bird is strong, but torture has proven to be an ineffective method of investigation, regardless of its moral, its feeling of moral righteousness. I mean, in this exact uh, in this exact scenario, we haven't done any torture. I haven't fucking laid a finger on him. No, I'm not accusing you of torture. I'm accusing Colin of attempting torture. Not physical torture. I'm not a monster. Oh my god. Again, again with the torture conversations. Every episode. I know we haven't said waterboarding yet, but every time. <laughs> there it is! Waterboarding! Yes! It's been no, said. We can't waterboard him. He's got a beak. It's gonna get in the way. Actually, I don't think you could waterboard him. That's why it hasn't come up yet. <laughs> Sorry, that was out of character. <laughs> Nav is not cognizant of this trend. <laughs> Water burning. The through line between seasons. Oh my god! <laughs> Water burning. Oh my god! <laughs> how did how did that only? I, I shouted it the first time. I I was reading something honestly as you guys were talking. <laughs> oh I think water burning might be the note we end this session on. I'm sorry, it's just too good. And the idea of everybody taking a break to eat pie in front of the guy they tied up. Including Isa, I guess? Well, of course Isa gets pie. They've been through a fucking time. They absolutely get pie. Yeah, Isa is sitting there uh, with you. So, uh, are we just are we just taking a break? Isn't this a jailbreak? What's happening? I'm mean, happy to eat some pie. Eat, eats a bite. But, like, are we just leaving him there? No. God, no. Yeah. And we'll, we'll work something out, but pie first. We're in, like, the other room now, aren't we? Or, like, just across the room or something? I think we're just across the room because we're yeah. not going to take our eyes off of true, him. True. Like, we're all eating pie in a line against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say we're out of earshot, though. It's a pretty small house. Like, the, there aren't many rooms, but, yeah. Okay. I don't think we're even out of earshot. I think we're quietly. just doing this in front of me. Yeah, just going to kind of lean into Isa a little, a bit and just, don't worry, I'm not going to hurt him. We're probably just going to bring him back with us to uh, our workplace so that he can be imprisoned for, you know, literal human traffic and slavery. But, but I think first thing we're probably going to work on here is... 
either finding a way to contact our home uh, home base or heading home and getting you back. Uh, what about everyone else? Don't worry. They're our next step. That's why we need to chat with uh, uh, chat with our people back home. Make sure that if we need it, we could get some backup, maybe. Okay. And even if we can't handle, make a connection to the facility directly, we're not necessarily done investigating at the moment. <laughs> oh God, no! We got plenty left to do. We'll get all the fo- we'll get all the folks out. I mean, we aren't going to just leave them here. Not happening. Besides, we uh, did actually get her on purpose. We, we we'll come back. Yeah, we do actually know where we're going now, so that's a plus. I am going to make a GM intrusion, and Fugin, who has been left alone for f- at least a few mo- minutes, or a few moments, you're you're looking at him, but uh, he managed to just get wiggled enough of like so one of his weird long feather fingers, and pulls out some kind like an object, just knocks it out from the apron like a pocket in the apron that like on the inside and uh, says so long suckers and smashes it with a foot and poofs away, poofs into mist and flies out the door. The mist flies out the door. Just wait till my brothers get their hands on you. Fuck. Fuck. Oh, fuck. Oops. We didn't frisk him. God, I'm fucking stupid. Shit. God, I was so wrapped up in the interrogation thing, and our energy was so good. I completely forgot. Yeah, Bell just straight up punches a wall. Jeez. The, um, wall... Is it a gingerbread wall? The, the, whole, <laughs> the whole house, like, shh, or the whole, the, the wall, like, vibrates as you, where you punched. And then you realize that right next to where you punched was that door. That one I mentioned that was in the the entryway, but you're in the living room now, and that door is right next to where you punched, and you could have sworn it wasn't there before. What the fuck? What? That? Um. What? Guys? That door was in the foyer before. I'm going to check something real quick, and uh, he's... Pete is going to try to just leave the building. Uh, Fucking... Oh, no. You walk outside? Does does the building look the same? It's still a spooky witch's house. Friendly-looking spooky witch's house. But I could have sworn... All right, all right, wait. um, Well... Okay, uh, we learned a lot, and now we got three pissed-off bird dudes coming, so how's about we, uh, get the two folks we can save and, uh, leave? Yeah. Right. Have you seen your piano instructor? Yeah, Luther would be at the tree right now, and Fugin is easily the least scary of the brothers. I don't know what they're gonna do to... Him, or Danny, or... (sighs) All right. They don't have any reason to hurt them at this junction. They have nothing to do with us. It doesn't benefit them at all to hurt your friends right now. 
Okay. Pete, did you come back in the house? Yes. I mean, I guess. But it wouldn't be the first time someone disappeared. A day or two ago, we lost Blair. Lost how? I don't really know. I mean, they took him into the woods after he, like, I think he made it back to Earth for, like, a minute. He managed to get his hands on one of the, like, magic trinkets. I I don't know, what whatever. And got back to Earth, but then got pulled back, and they took him into the woods, and we never saw him again. As a, I can't promise you everyone's going to be all right. But I can promise you that we are going to do our damnedest to make sure they are. Okay. But anyway, this was a productive excursion. We should probably leave now. I I don't... That bird guy was already kind of big. I I feel like we probably shouldn't try to beat the bigger ones right away. And uh, go team. But also this... Something has kind of been bugging me, and uh, Pete's going to walk towards the radio again. This can't possibly be a coincidence. I mean, who owned this? And he's going to turn it on. Oh, Isa chimes in. Oh, um, I've been able to get like a couple stations. I don't know if they're actual stations, but you know, there's some music on it, mostly old-timey stuff. And you turn it on, and what comes out of it? What song, if, if or if anything? It'll play uh, the opening from Court of the Crimson King. Ooh, what's that? Oh, it's that's the most famous prog song of King Crimson, a, like, 1970s prog rock band. Hell yeah. I picked it especially because it has the shit is weird and ephemeral, ephemeral, and would be a cool thing if we didn't get complete to have playing right now. If we didn't get the rights, <laughs> there's no fucking <laughs> chance. We, we, we probably won't get DMCA for that, right? I don't know. Podcast, I'm not risking but... it. I like that you're thinking ahead to the uh, eventual film version of our podcast. <laughs> I know that Lexi like does sat does soundtracks for these things. Eventually, pay for the royalties. Oh God, no! That song would be fucking expensive. (laughs) Uh, Have me in the next ten days before this episode comes out write a song that is based on "Court of the Crimson King." They fucking would. They would stay up until three a.m. one day and do it. Uh... All right. Well, (laughs) it's going to. I guess that plays, and there's kind of like a weird. It's like no, you see, you gotta. Like, chain, and then there's a, uh, like, as Pete fiddles with this, there's, like, some sort of weird kind of audio distortion spike, and he he says, I knew it, but how the fuck did they, but then I guess that song plays, and that was his favorite. What the hell is going on? Pete? This shouldn't be here. I hadn't seen this in years. Why would it be... This is yours. Okay. I stand by this. We do gotta go. We, But we're coming back here. And I'm taking this. Uh, I have questions. 
February 27th, 2009, Admin Log 2. Progress has been made towards stabilizing the Nexus. During an ongoing investigation, a new interaction between spiral dust and music was discovered. While not directly useful, it inspired Dr. Hassan to understand some of the more esoteric aspects of the Nexus frequency equations. She projects being ready for proper stabilization trials within the next few days. While she predicts significant fine-tuning being required before it can be safely utilized or explored, this breakthrough significantly decreases the likelihood of it simply exploding from continued suppression. It is my hope, and Dr. Hassan's, that it will be stable enough for an expedition into the recursive facility within the next few weeks. For occasional announcements regarding this production, you can follow us on Twitter at DiceweavePod. Colin Thulis is played by Nathan Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at BertNerdTram. Nav is played by Mackenzie Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at KenziePhoenix. Peter Bardwell is played by Will Leet. Sarah Bell Wilson is played by Valkyrie Bradford. I'm Lexi Conwell, your host, game master, and editor. I can be found on Twitter at Conwell underscore Alex or on Facebook at Alex Conwell Creative. The original music used in this production was composed by Lexi Conwell. The logo for Diceweave was created by Allison Healy, who can be found on Facebook at Allison M. Healy Illustrator. The role playing system and setting used for this production is Monty Cook Games' The Strange, an official setting of the Cypher system, with additional world building by the cast of Diceweave. I can't actually remember what we were doing. I too am recording, and Air I might, horn. as a funny little treat, even be recording in the correct bow, bow, frequency, bow. just because Amazing. of how much I care. Oh, I still have a kazoo in my tits. Here, let me, uh... <laughs> Just had one of those there, huh? Yes. That's what tits are for. This is not a joke. I just had a kazoo in my bra.